the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. A very hot day. Kathy, uh, a day like this make you want to have a bucket of wings. Oh, well, I mean, I don't think a hot day really wants, makes me want to have a bucket of wings. But I do love a bucket of wings yeah. on pretty much any day. I mean, I'd rather have a snow cone. Or something like that. Yeah. Like I mean, a little gus in the eye, yeah. It is like, uh, I don't know what it is right now, 87 or something. It's hot. In my house, it's about 106. <laughs> I just want you to know something's happening where like the heat is multiplying. Mm-hmm. That's what's currently going on. I had to, this is the first day this year, and, and uh, New Mike, I want you to, to verify this for me because I, I mean it and you know it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had to come into work and then do my hair. Yeah, it, I, your your hair looked great. Thank it you. It looked fine. Yeah, it was a little crazy. It was it was, it was big, and it was uh, it was there was just a lot happening. It looks in good. It. I w- I went to fix it before I left, and I was like, "There's no point in this." It right. was it was so very very warm. Well, I didn't think it could get any better, but it looks glorious. <laughs> Look at he's he's definitely keeping his job. There's no question yeah. about it. Same thing <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. so it's National Chicken Wing Day. Mm, yeah, it is. Yeah. Are you a, you're a lover? I like a wing. Yeah, Mike. I love wings. I yeah. know. Mike really loves wings. Yeah. I love them. If I could eat chicken wings every day, I think I would. I love them that much. So bad for you. They're, every, they're the so worst. bad for you. Mm-hmm. Every Friday. Every Friday night at the Duffy's. You do? What? Yeah. What? Wait, wife, wait, you eat wings every Friday? My wife always gets pizza, and I'm just sick of pizza. And I can never get sick of wings, so I order myself wings every Friday. I did yeah. not know that. When's the last time you had wings, John? <clears throat> it's been a long time. Months. Easily Months. Okay, well, I don't go out of my way to get them. I mean, I bet it's been a decade since I. Oh, had them. really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when you go to a restaurant, I mean, I'd like a wing, but there's other things I'd prefer to have. I mean, I love I, so what I've what I've done over time is I have substituted things that are a little better for you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like celery. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this is not a healthy thing. The buffalo uh, dip oh, is no. not healthy for you either. I think we all know that. That's a clue. However. If you eat less of that because you're eating, you know, the other things like the celery and the carrots and whatever. So maybe overall, mm-hmm. I'm a little ahead. Right. No. I, I, I love the so. taste combo. You got the buffalo thing. You got the celery and the blue cheese. That is it's like fabulous. top shelf. It is, yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, wings are essentially a religion, right? There's something that's I'm, sacred yeah. about it that's almost a, a, in the holy of holies. I have a True. friend from Buffalo and she's... Uh, very possessive of them. Oh, yeah, because they are buffalo wings, yeah, right? Yeah, she, she's very of. insistent and wants to tell you regularly that wherever you've had them, you've had imposters. Right. Well, there's a thing in today's PG about um, the Visit Buffalo Niagara Tourism Bureau okay. where they have uh, created a, a map of 13 of the essential buffalo wings in the hometown buffalo area you must try. What? 
Yep. Cool. Well, so yep. it's like a little tour map they it, give you? It, it is. It's a, you yep. know what it's like? Hmm. Triptych. Exactly. Remember the triptych? Of course it is. You flip it over, right? It's got the perforated <laughs> thing. And you should have a new thing on your each of your flips. It's highlighted, right. Yeah, there's a, an article, uh, Emil Watkins went to Buffalo and uh, did 13 of the aforementioned Buffalo Wild Wing places. Well, don't say Wild Wings. Yeah, I was going to say, now you've... No, no, right, no, you've yeah, right. Of hometown Buffalo Wings that you must have, according to the Buffalo Bureau of Tourism. And she said she did it in two days, but probably best served... Two days? Two days. That's sickening. Yeah, Which she, Oh, that's gross. Right. <laughs> no. She was going to have a major surgery on the, uh, <laughs> on the third day to make sure that her... her, her, her Arteries were cleared up. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That would be a fun trip. Oh, it'd be a blast. Yeah. Because have you been to Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot going no, on. No, but if you if you think that you're going there for, you know, some kind of taste treat. Yeah. My Ford Pinto broke down in Buffalo one weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike, what does a Ford Pinto make you think of? <laughs> Old. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it makes me think of uh, of Joyce's car and Stranger Things. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. She has a green Pinto. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had a white one. Oh, even with better. A, with a stick shift. Oh, so is hers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very nice. stick, isn't it? I don't uh, know if they were actually showing. Yeah, okay. I broke down in Buffalo on a Friday night, and I had to wait till Monday morning for the mechanic to open. That was a long weekend. Oh, geez. That was rough. And I did not have a wing. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Okay, well, hop- happy National Chicken Wing Day. Yeah, very nice. Um, is the, there a place in Pittsburgh There's a like, preferred wing Oh, place? yeah. What, Mike? Now, I, I'm a little torn here, because I, I usually go to R&B's in Bellevue. R&B's. They have really good... Um, uh, ran- hot, uh, hot ranch wings. Really, they're pretty good. Is there? Can we do a Facebook thing? Yeah, I'm doing it because I think we should do it. What is the Pittsburgh equivalent, right, of the pinnacle of buffalo wings? All right, okay, right? I like it. But every time I go to PNC Park, you want to have those? I, I don't up, like those. I hit up Quaker Steak and Lube, Louisiana Liquors. Oh, are they good? They're so good. I'm not a fan of Quaker State. I'm sorry to say that. I'm just not. They seemed a little over the top, too greasy to me. So. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, but all of a sudden, he's like so picky. I'm just I'm saying, all... my kid loves the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Quaker State. Right. He must be all about the, the grease then. Look, the first time I took him to Buffalo Wild Wings, let me say that for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was in heaven. He was like, we went to see a Penns game at Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, he's probably like 12 or 13. He thought this was the, the highlight of his life. Huh. Things have gotten better since. All right. Just saying. Coming up on today's show, find us first off on Facebook, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. I'll put a post up about uh, wings as we celebrate National Chicken Wing Day. You can also find us on Twitter on our website. Next, we'll be talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. What's going on with Trump and Elijah Cummings, Trump and Al Al Sharpton, Sharpton, Trump and Baltimore? Is there a way forward? Heaven help us. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country, a plan that pays you back every year? Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan just for you. As a small business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to MarleyFG. G.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. 
101.5 WORD. According to Chuck Swindoll, reaching out to your neighbor is a fundamental role for every Christian. What the ball is to the game, what the musical note is to the symphony, what the book is to the librarian, a neighbor is to the Christian. How easy to forget. Chuck Swindoll talks about touching lives right where you live on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy? They made this sound that this would be a really good deal that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-656-1551. 800-656-1551. 800-656-1551. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years at Central Christian Academy in Houston? Pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. We are approaching the dog days of summer. Things are supposed to be kind of slow, news-wise, in the dog days. When it's hot outside and people are headed to vacation. Things are not slow. They are not slow. We are headed to the White House, as we do every Monday. First guest out of the shoot, Greg Clugson joins us. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, happy to be with you again. John and Kathy, hello. Always good to be here. What the heck is going on? So, I mean, I guess... <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. Is that an appropriate I... way to begin? I just... Uh, okay, so tell us about how this whole thing evolved between Elijah Cummings and the president and now Al Sharpton's and now all of a sudden Tawana Brawley's trending on Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter really is at the root of a lot of this, isn't it? When yes, we talk about, uh, uh, you know, whatever we've talked about for the last couple of years. Um, so over the weekend, as a lot of people know, there were uh, several tweets from President Trump, uh, very critical of the city of Baltimore, and specifically the district there that is represented by Democrat Elijah Cummings in the House. Elijah Cummings has been represented in, the, in Congress for years and years, and probably more importantly, at least right now, concerning the Trump White House, is that he chairs the House Oversight Committee, which is responsible for a lot of the investigations going on into various aspects of the Trump administration that the president doesn't care for. So apparently uh, there was a story early in the morning on Fox News on Saturday about um, some, some statistics about the city of Baltimore, with its problems, with the violence, with uh, some sections of the city that uh, are impoverished. And the president uh, seized on this information and just went on a twit- Twitter tirade. 
uh, talking about how rat and rodent infested Baltimore is, that no human would want to live in such a dirty and dangerous and filthy place, and it just went on from there. And he didn't back off the following day, yesterday. And so uh, that's where we stand. And now you've got, as you mentioned, guys, um, you've got all sorts of people responding uh, from both sides of the political aisle. And uh, a lot of people are very unhappy with this. Late, You take a look at what we were talking about this time exactly one week ago. He was talking, we were talking about the president taking on the squad of four Democratic freshman lawmakers. And now he's taking on a veteran Democratic lawmaker from Baltimore. Right. And so then the president saw a photograph of Al Sharpton at an airport headed towards Baltimore. And then that was a whole other layer. It was. And, you know, they they go back years and years, the president and and Sharpton do in New York. And so uh, it's just sort of more fuel to the uh, the fire that got started over the weekend. And so the question that a lot of people are asking is, you know, why is the president going about this in this manner? If you look at a a large city, American city like Baltimore, um, obviously you're going to find problems with sure. it, just like you would in just about any other large American city. Pittsburgh. And to be honest, a lot of the problems that are represented in Baltimore, the problems that are represented there, are not, um, you know, they're not isolated. And they're not isolated to just uh, cities. There are a lot of rural uh, areas that have some of these impoverished areas as well. The president comes from New York City. Um, I think there probably are a few rodents running around Manhattan, if I'm not mistaken. So, <laughs> in my it, apartment, it, it just leaves a lot of people scratching their heads about the uh, the approach and uh, the tone and the tenor in which uh, the president is, uh, you know, bringing up these matters. Right, Greg Clarkson, that's our news. Wait, Kath, so you had the um, do you have that uh, that fact and figure about Twitter? Mm. Can you pull that up quickly? Because yeah. this is, I think, is really sort of telling about where we are. And many people right now maybe are listening to us, Greg, and they hear this conversation. They go, the president on Twitter, they shrug their shoulders and go, it doesn't really affect me because I'm not part of that information. Thread. Right. And Arthur Brooks uh, wrote a fantastic piece for the Washington Post. And there's a little uh, clip from it saying that if you can picture this, only 22% of U.S. adults are on Twitter. Okay, so 22% of the populace is on Twitter. But 80% of the tweets that you read are from only 10% of the users. I know that's a lot of numbers. But the bottom line is, if you rely on Twitter, this is according to Arthur Brooks, for political information, you're being informed by pundits residing within only 2.2% of the population. So if you're on Twitter and you see this type of exchange going on, it's really only involving information generated from 2.2% of our country, Greg. I mean, it's amazing how much volume those 2.2% of people can bring on. Yeah, those are interesting and not surprising uh, in a lot of ways because uh, one of the criticisms of Twitter is that it's sort of just this, this pocket this, this little platform in which a lot of people, well, not a lot, but a certain number of people in media or politics are really just talking either to each other or past each other, uh, depending on the subject matter, and that it's, uh, it's not representative of the country as a whole. And why I would subscribe to what, you know, what those numbers are, are trying to uh, you know, really analyze or get to the root of, uh, Twitter is, is simply just a platform. It's, it's a megaphone, and in this case, for Donald Trump, it's a megaphone that has, what, 60, 
60 million now. I don't right. know, is it yeah. 60 million people? I think 65 I guess, or so, somewhere in the ballpark, yeah. Right. So, so there may not be a lot of people that are truly interacting or contributing to the conversation or are part of the dialogue on Twitter, but Twitter serves as this launching pad for these issues, um, and especially with the president who uh, has used Twitter um, you know, to, to boost his campaign, to boost his policies, and to boost his ideas, some of which have been positive and some of which have been controversial. Right. What I can't figure, though, and I, I probably say this you know, three times a day, it is just hard for me to get uh, a handle on why the president doesn't realize that he's magnifying his opponents by talking about them this way. I mean, it just seems like it seems like um, a, a poor political choice. I mean, if we're just talking about forget the ethics of it or the morality of it or the or the decency of it, it's just you're magnifying people with whom you disagree. Why do that? Right, and it goes back to something that that Donald Trump has said. Uh, many times, not only since being elected president, but uh, in his previous life as a celebrity on TV and as a businessman in New York City, that he, he's a fighter. He likes, he likes the counterpunch. He likes to fight back uh, and sometimes initiate the fight in some instances. Um, I think it's sort of part of his nature. Um, he sees it more as a positive than a negative, and so that leaves his his White House aides and officials and uh, those working inside his administration in a position of, of having to work alongside that kind of an approach and sometimes be in the position of, of explaining the president and, and his statements. And, and something that you said a few moments ago, Kathy, about how some people will shrug their shoulders, you know, when they hear about the latest, you know, uh, Twitter tirade or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I, I, would, I would sort of extrapolate that over to a lot of um, conservatives and even evangelical Christians and others um, who um, who feel kind of the same way about the president um, because they like a lot of what he does, whether it's with his judicial appointments or his policy on pro-life, uh, on down the list, his work with the economy. They, they feel encouraged by a lot of what the administration has done. Sure. But at the same time, um, they're very discouraged or uh, dismissive of his personal behavior or the rhetoric or the language that he uses. And um, it's it's very troubling for a lot of these supporters who, who feel like they don't have anywhere else to go and they feel like they have to uh, put up with this kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, you know. And that's exactly where we are, right? I mean, at the end of last week, the president had a pretty good week. I mean, the, the, the conversation with Guatemala uh, and their um, holding of people who are coming forward to the United States, the Supreme Court sided in President Trump's favor. You think you'd have been in a pretty good mood and think, okay, I'm just going to take a a little break from Twitter for the weekend, right? And again, a lot of a lot of the rhetoric and a lot of the language uh, used by the president on a variety of topics, whether it's immigration or something else, uh, tends to be inflammatory. And I've heard from so many people who would be otherwise vocal supporters of the president's policies saying, um, if he would just go about it in a nicer way, uh, we could, you know, really climb on board. And so, uh, you know, going forward, I think, especially for the 2020 election, as the president fights for his reelection, uh, he obviously feels, and perhaps some of his, his close aides do, feel that this approach is going to be, um, is going to appeal to um, white class, white working class voters in some of these uh, very uh, contentious districts um, in 
Michigan and Ohio and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania that were so crucial to his his victory in 2016. We'll have to wait and see yeah. if uh, it's the gamble that pays off. Well, and the gamble that the Democrats are making on the other side, Greg, which I think is so short-sighted, is instead of finding that middle that the president is leaving open, people who might be conservative in their approach to economics or their approach to commitment to Israel or whatever that is, they're just sitting there. They're looking for a candidate who they don't see as divisive as Trump. And all the Democrats are offering is way, way left-leaning people. Right. It's gone in, in the uh, the opposite end of the spectrum. It's funny, uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, former mayor of Chicago, he'd worked in the Clinton administration. He, he put out a message to the, the Democratic presidential candidates. They're getting ready for two more debate nights in Detroit tomorrow and Wednesday evening. And uh, he was he was extremely unhappy with uh, you know these kind of far out leftist ideas that are being espoused not only in the campaign trail but also came up uh, during the first round of debates a month ago. He said, um, you know, there a lot of it is just nonsense. And uh, he was saying, as a Democrat, we want candidates that are doing uh, what you were sort of laying out, Kathy, uh, you know, more of a middle ground, right. moderate, sensible, common sense approach. And uh, even Democrats, some aren't finding that right now with their current crop of candidates. Greg Clugson is with us from SRN News. He's the White House correspondent. So, Greg, uh, let's turn from uh, the fire into the frying pan. The Democrats still insist that President Trump should be impeached, and they're now at Plan Q Right, after after the Mueller thing, from my perspective, looked like a disaster. Right. Uh, from from the visual aspects of, yeah. of the hearing, um, you had the president coming out and, and describing really that Bob Mueller's performance was horrible. He felt like it was indefensible in a sense that uh, he didn't really, that the Mueller, from the president's perspective, really didn't have um, much, much material to work with. And uh, so he was saying and, and hoping, the president was, that it was sort of a case closed and, and let's move on. But what happened within the Democratic caucus in the House is that you had another 10 or 12 or more can, or, um, members of the Democratic Congress go on record after the Mueller testimony as saying that they were, in fact, in favor of impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump. So now you've got almost one half of the Democrats in the House on the record supporting impeachment, including the uh, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee that would launch those kinds of proceedings. But you've got Nancy Pelosi still saying, look, we're going to go about this the right way in terms of having uh, the most momentum and the most evidence and, and on down the line. So she's essentially holding back um, at least half of her caucus right now. So this remains an internal struggle for the Democrats. Gosh, so what does that mean going forward? I mean, I, I, John and I were talking a couple of days ago, and I said, if you would have looked back nine months, you would see a huge conservative portion of America politically who would be, you know, profoundly opposed to Nancy Pelosi. But somehow, over the last three or four months, now they're kind of seeing her as some sort of fellow sufferer, because now she seems like the conservative alternative to the squad. <laughs> well, you think you think about every time I see John Boehner, which isn't that often anymore, but he gets interviewed on TV, you know, yeah. the former House Speaker yeah, yeah. for the Republicans. And, you know, a lot of people thought that he had the absolute worst and the hardest job in Washington. 
of, uh, you know, sort of wrangling all of the various aspects uh, within the Republican Party. The, uh, you know, the more conservative and the less conservative and the fiscal and socially conservative and the Tea Party. And it was it was just a struggle to uh, to get everybody on the same page. And Pelosi, she's really seeing some of the same effects of uh, having, you know, wide ranging views within her own caucus. And so it's it's a real struggle. You're not only in charge of your party, uh, caucus on the Hill, but in her case, she's the Speaker of the House. You know, she's representing the entire chamber as well. So it is difficult. And so the idea of impeachment, too, really has, uh, you know, you've got Pelosi standing in the way of impeachment right now moving forward, but you also have national polls showing that most Americans don't favor going in that direction. And then you also have the, the prospect of it going nowhere in the Senate, because you would have an impeachment proceeding take place in the house and then if it if if it if it passed there then it would go to the senate for a trial mm. and you've got the republicans in control there and uh nothing would would happen most likely in terms of removal of the president so that begs the question so close to the 2020 election why would the democrats go forward with this right, right. now it's a lose-lose right. Right. all right we only have a couple minutes left but i want to ask you about dan coates uh resigning as director of national intelligence Right. Uh, not terribly surprising. This is someone um, who ha- had a strong, uh, you know, m- congressional uh, career, and someone who has also served as a as a U.S. ambassador. He came on, uh, or you know, at the beginning of the administration, taking over the this BNI position. This was, remember, a position that was created after 9/11 uh, as a way to sort of. Uh, streamline and and bring together the various streams of of the U.S. intelligence agency in sort of one clearinghouse. Uh, but he and the president have been at odds both privately and occasionally publicly about um, the findings of the U.S. intelligence community, especially when it refers to Russian interference in the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. And Dan Coats was also on the record as. Uh, as saying that he did not recommend President Trump last year meeting with uh, privately with Russian President Vladimir Putin, we talked about that you know months and months ago about what there was there were no other aides or advisors in that meeting with the, with those two leaders, uh, which a lot of people found um, curious and troublesome. So they've been at odds, and so he's going to be stepping down. And the president announced that he's going to be uh, nominating a, a younger. Um, Republican congressman from Texas, Ratcliffe, who was very prominent, by the way, last week in the Mueller uh, testimony, defending, staunchly defending the Trump administration and going after Mueller. So we'll have to see if he has the votes to uh, to win confirmation. So Twitter wars, continued impeachment talk, and resignations from the cabinet. Someday, this is a heck of a week. And someday I wish we could call Greg and say, what's up? And he'd say, oh, not much. We're doing good. Is it Friday already? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, great. So Thursday is April 1st, or August 1st. Does Washington sort of vacate? Yeah, it's uh, sort of uh, happening in stages right now. So the House of Representatives, uh, those uh, members of Congress are gone as of last Friday. So they are in recess for uh, close to six weeks, back really uh, after Labor Day at this point. And the Senate is in session this week. There will be several votes uh, that the Senate will uh, be doing and, and other work on nominations. And at the end of this week, they will begin their 
August recess as well. And then the president, we anticipate, will be taking some vacation time in August. Uh, the White House has not publicly announced um, how much time or, or where the president. He often will go to New Jersey where he, uh, he spends weekends in the summer. Uh, at his uh, property there. So it will be uh, clearing out here, John, here in the next uh, couple, three weeks, and we'll have to see if, if Twitter keeps the, uh, the megaphone going or if uh, we get a break in August. Yes. Well, Greg, peace be with you. Thank you, guys. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. He is a valuable part of the show, giving us uh, the inside look at what's happening on the nation's beltway. Take a break. Come back. Have a little hot sauce for your wings. We'll talk about that next. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Summer is here, and Matt's got the barbecue out all ready to grill. That's why he trusts Super Polygrip, so he can enjoy his steak with full confidence. Polygrip. Sounds like there's a party going on, but something's missing. The birthday gals arrived, and thanks to Polydent, her bright smile is anything but a surprise. Does Christian education mean less opportunity for your child in areas like the arts? At Trinity Christian School, it actually means more. With two theatrical productions each year and a musical every other year, plus choir and band starting in fourth and fifth grade, led by accomplished teachers like David Minifield of Saltworks Theater and band director Joe Petron of the McKeesport Symphony and Duquesne University. Opportunity awaits at Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. This is Michael Keaton for PETA. Across the country, bear cubs are being taken from their mothers as infants to be used as photo props by profit-hungry exhibitors. Please help end this abuse. Never engage in photo ops with wild animals. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green.
Sunshine will mix with some clouds this afternoon. It will be very warm and humid, a high of 87. Tonight, a partly cloudy sky will drop down to 68 for an overnight low. Clouds and some breaks of sunshine tomorrow. A humid day, but not as warm as today. Uh, there will be a couple of showers around, even a heavier thunderstorm. 79, the high tomorrow, and back into the upper 70s on Wednesday with more clouds and sun. Still the risk for a shower storm. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Brian Thompson. I feel out of the loop, and it's not the first time. Politically? No, well, yes. Socially? Yeah. Economically? Morally? <laughs> Psychologically? Pipe spiritually? Down. Pipe down. I feel out of the loop because I don't like hot sauce. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. It is a trend that I'm reading about everywhere. Why so, don't you like Now, the- my, my husband's heavy into Frank's, but he also likes the, um, what's the, the little skinny bottle? Tabasco. Tabasco, thank you very much. He likes that. But I, I saw this article today in um, on Fortune's website yeah. talking about hot sauce, and it had, you know, it must have had a photograph of 50 hot sauces in a row, in a big, wow. long photograph. And they're, they're becoming like uh, microbreweries, mm-hmm. where there are all these little places that are making their own particular hot sauce. I see. And they're taking over the condiment market. Now, really? you're probably thinking, do you really monitor the condiment market? <laughs> well, I just think it's kind of interesting. Well, Hans is in your for, blood. For, right. And for most of the time that I've been growing up, it's been ketchup, mayonnaise, pickles, mustard. That's, you know. Yeah, pretty you, much You it. might throw a Worcestershire sauce in there or something. Dijon but, mustard. Right, maybe if you're feeling thing. elitist, right? Right. But anyway, it, says, it talks, this article in Fortune, about the rising demand for all sorts of hot sauces, especially be, because people are eating more international cuisine in America. Olay. And so, you know, Thai, you know how hot Thai oh, yeah. food can mm-hmm. be. Holy moly. Or how hot Korean food can be. Yeah. But every one of them uses a different type of... Of hot sauce. Oh, sure. And so if you're eating Korean or you're eating Vietnamese mm-hmm. or you're eating Thai or you're eating whatever, you've got particular specific types of hot sauce. Or if you're eating American barbecue yeah. or wings, as we were talking about on National Wing Day, mm-hmm. you're eating different different types of barbecue. Anyway, there's a new uh, hot sauce market report that has really? come out. Really? Yeah, and it's giving you what's going on now in the hot sauce market. This is for industry insiders. But it was interesting for me as someone who is kind of watching it from afar because they're projecting what the next 15 years or so, they're saying that the market that is related to hot sauce is going to outpace every other condiment for the next 15 years. Really? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Well, so I was knowing we were going to talk about this. There is a Pittsburgh brand of hot sauce. You know this? No. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, like you said, these little micro. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, a couple of years ago, our friend Ken, he gave me a bottle of Jagoff uh, sweet, and <laughs> sweet hot sauce. Oh, my gosh. Which I used. It was really excellent. Okay. There's also a jalapeno splash. You can buy at uh, Allegheny City. There's something, a Max Cajun Ranch Wing Dust from our friends at Pittsburgh Spice. Max Jamaican Jerk Rub, also by uh, Pittsburgh Spice. Okay. Do you guys use rubs or... Yeah, salts yeah, yeah. or my, anything like that on your stuff? I don't. My wife, when she has like you know ribs or something, yeah. she'll put um, you know rubs on it. Yeah. See, I don't do that. I, I feel like I have several seasonings I use, yeah. but never the I, – I haven't done the rub thing. Right. Yeah. It's good. I guess if you use meat – I mean, since I don't eat a lot of meat, that's when you would really be using it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why well, – You maybe do it on fish, but you know – I just don't it would sort feel of like, overtake yeah, the fish. I feel like it would. Right. Anyway, so when you're using your hot sauce, last question for you. Yeah. What are you putting it on? About everything. Eggs, um, you know, whatever. You put it on a sandwich. 
You're putting hot sauce on a sandwich. Sure. You mean why, like, why are you putting hot sauce on a sandwich? For a little bite, a little kick. But isn't it taking over the flavor of what no, you're eating? Because that's the thing with hot sauce. It's so concentrated, you can do boink, boink, you know, just one, two little hits, and you're good to like go. Like a tuna salad sandwich, you're going to put that on. Hey, that'd be a great idea. So, yeah. Little hot sauce and tuna salad? Sure, why not? That's weird. No, it's not. That's it's a good. Stretch. You're not even trying it. I just. I'm not going to try it. You, you should try it, and then maybe you'll say you'll like it. What happened to ketchup? I'm like, I like it's fine. it. Ketchup's fine, too, but hot sauce is an alternative. Bring it on. WORD. Somebody is going to win a free cruise aboard Family Life's Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise, visiting the beautiful Caribbean, and it could be you. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword stronger. When you enter, you'll also receive their free ebook, Stronger Forever, that includes a personalized six week plan to grow your marriage. Make your marriage stronger. Register now to win at wordfm.com slash stronger. Do you remember what? was kept in a spring house if you're an old timer you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk in 84 pennsylvania we have another kind of spring house our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts great country foods and you guessed it fresh cold milk You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Do you owe the IRS or state back taxes that you can't afford to pay? If so, listen carefully, because you may qualify to have your debt dramatically reduced by up to 90%. You heard right. The IRS has made it easier than ever to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program may end any collection efforts against you, resolve your tax problem, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. And all you have to do is make one phone call to Victory Tax Solutions. The IRS can garnish your bank account, pension, and savings. So don't wait. If you have unfiled tax returns or unpaid tax debt to the IRS or state, these special programs are available to you now. Stop your worrying and call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions today to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands of dollars. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Yesterday in California at an annual garlic fest, two children, one age 16 and one 13, were killed along with a 20-year-old man, along with 15 other people who were injured, some of them critically. 
here to talk to us about this. A regular guest on our show is Dr. Tim Yulhoff. Tim is professor of communications at Biola University in California. Tim, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, John. Kathy, I wish it was under uh, better circumstances. Yeah, Tim, you have our sympathies. You surely do. Um, and our empathy as well. Uh, we know it well from yeah. Tree of Life in October. Yeah, we do. So this this incident uh, claims fourteen or fifteen victims, uh, three of whom have passed away, uh, and it is tiresome to come up with a response to it because you think this shouldn't be happening. Why do we have to come up with what to do about it if we could just stop it from happening? Um, Tim, what's your response? I mean, this is this is your state. This is these are you know your, these are your people. Yeah, I did a little bit of research, just how tiresome it is, Kathy. So there's a group called the Gun Violence Archive. They're a nonprofit group, and all they do is archive mass shootings in the United States. And if you define mass shooting as multiple victims due to firearm-related violence, just in 2019, there have been 196 mass shootings in the United States. Wow. 119. 196. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I think we get to the point as a Christian, to be honest with you, I think we're, I think we need to respond biblically, but I think people would be really surprised by what I mean biblically. For example, consider Psalm 73. This is a Psalm of Asaph, who is just tired of seeing wickedness happen, and God doesn't step in. And he, he says things like this. He says, I nearly lost my foothold. Uh, I was like a wild beast in front of you. I didn't share what I wanted to share for the sake of the kids. If the kids, the children, had heard what I really believed, they would feel betrayed. And I'm like a wild beast in front of God. And I think we need to have a biblical answer where our first answer is we just don't have one anymore. Mm. I mean, not after 196. Mm. I mean, after 196, you, you can only go the route of the free will defense, which I do in a book called um, The God Conversation with a noted Christian philosopher. But I think there just comes a point where you, where you certainly don't say to people, hey, we're praying for you in light of this tragedy. I mean, that just sounds horrible. Like, hey, dude, don't be praying to a God who didn't intervene. Now you're going to pray to God to comfort us when, in fact, he knew this was going to happen. He could have stopped it and chose not to. And now suddenly we need his comfort. No, we needed his protection. Um, so I think, I think at first, I, I think it's just time for us to say, yeah, I'm, I'm as confused as you are. I, I believe certain things, and I got to tell you, today's a pretty bad day for my belief system. I, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I, I just know that we hurt for you, and I don't have any good answers right now, and, I, and uh, I'm not going to be praying for you today because that just sounds really hollow, and I get how hollow it sounds. Um, I, I like what Oz Guinness said. He's one of our finest Christian apologists. He said this. He said, paradoxically, part of the right answer is initially not to have any answer. For the genuine answer counts only if we have genuinely listened first. So I think on a day like today, I think as Christians, we just say, you know what? I don't know. Uh, call me in a week, call me in a month, uh, maybe when we hit 200, I'll have a better answer than I have at 196, but at 196, I'm really tired, and I don't know where God is, and I, I would do it differently if I was God, I just know that I would. Right. I mean, and I hear you, Tim, because, you know, you, people say, well, all things work for the good of God, 
And, of course, we don't know the mystery of what all that is. But when you see children mowed down in a bounce house, you think, really, where's the good in that? Um, I'm not sure I get it. I'm on board with you here. I mean, whether it's Tree of Light that happened here in October where 11 people were killed, most of them elderly, or yesterday in, in your neck of the woods, it just goes on and on and on. And there's no and, peace and, and there's no wisdom. And I think that your idea that you got from, from reading Oz's work I think hits on something important, which is that after these shootings, this type of, you know, politicizing that goes on on every side, you know, people come out and do the whole gun control act and this is this is going to solve everything. And then people come out and do the thoughts and prayers act and then people come out and do the how much they hate the thoughts and prayers act. And then it just turns into like another stupid football that we toss back and forth. I really think that we'd be better off being quiet and saying, I don't know, because that type of humility is the only way that people who differ on issues are going to come together and say, look, none of us know what to do about this, but we have an epidemic here. And look, it could be us tomorrow. It could be our neighbors tomorrow. It could be our parents or our kids or whatever. None of us is free from this type of fear that's everywhere around us in America. There's something wrong with us. Yeah, and I wonder, Kathy, if this just couldn't be a moment of us all coming together and just voice frustration and just to say, look, let's not get into the old debate about gun rights and and all that. Let's just get together as a community and say, we're just sick of this. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't know what the answer is. And I and I I think of C.S. Lewis when in a grief observed where his wife, he prayed for healing. She went into remission. If you read that book, he actually believed she was healed. Mm -hmm. And then she came out of it and died very quickly. I think within months, I would, I read one biographer of Lewis who said he, he never publicly defended his faith again after the death of his wife. Wow. Which I think we need to, I I think people need to hear that from the Christian community that we do, we've not done lament as much as we should. And lament is everywhere. I was taking a look at uh, some research that lament accounts for, what was it, 50 of the Psalms are lament Psalms. And a whole book, the book of Lamentations, expresses the confusion and suffering felt after the destruction of Jerusalem. My goodness, this is iconic Jerusalem by the Babylonians. And you have a whole book of the Bible that says, this is horrible. And we don't know what to, we don't know what to make about it. And so I think, I always say to my students when I'm training them to be communicators, I think people appreciate authenticity. And I think there's moments where we just say to people, yeah, I, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I got nothing. And it's kind of like a friend. You know those friends you have where you go up to them and you say, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And after a while, you just dismiss it. You just say, you're not doing good. I, I don't care what you're saying. You're not doing well. And I think it'd be good for the church just to step up and say, you know what? It's been a pretty bad run. We're going to do something at Biola University. We're going to do a conversation called, Where Was God in 2018? Mm -hmm. And we're just going to show images and statistics, and then we're going to bring together a Christian philosopher, a Christian theologian, a Christian psychologist, and we're just going to sit and say, how do you make sense of 2018? And 2019 has turned out to be a bad year. What do we do? Well, how do we make sense of this? So, Tim, lament is not resignation. I mean, there's still hope, isn't there? 
Yeah, but I think that, yes, John, yes, for the, uh, representing Biola University in Lahore. Yes, I think there's hope, but right now that just seems so... You know what I mean? I, and yeah, Psalm I do. 73, let me be fair to Psalm 73, that's how Asaph gets out of it. He, he walks into the temple of God, and he literally believes at the end um, he will eventually have God. Right. That at the, his death, he will have justice and he will have God. And I guess, John, I, I don't, maybe you don't mind sharing that, but boy, I know a lot of non-Christians that rankles them, like, you guys, man, you're just, you, this heaven thing is just a problem because it, it's the get out of jail card for everything. Now, I, I actually believe it's the get out of jail card. I, I actually believe that Paul believed that death was worth it mm -hmm. and being reunited with God is worth his pain and suffering. Right. But right now, I think it's good for people to see us wrestle. It's kind of like parents, that old weird generation of parents who thought they were doing a service to their children by never arguing in front of them. Right. And, and I think today, virtually every parent book goes against that and says, listen, you need to show your kids what it looks like to, to be in a tough spot and how to get out of it. But I think it's, it'd be good for non-Christians today in, is just to say, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, I call me. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. I, I got think nothing. I think there's something redeeming about that at the end of the day is to say, right now I got nothing. Check back with me. I mean, Tim, it's ironic that you bring up Psalm 73 because that was a, a verse yesterday at, at our worship service. So Psalm 73, as I'm tracking along, I look at uh, 73.22. It says, I was senseless and ignorant. Mm -hmm. I was a brute beast before mm -hmm. you, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you, and earth has nothing I desire besides you. My heart and my flesh may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen to that. <laughs> By memory. Kat. Yeah, that's just I love I love that. So, but here's the thing that I think it's important to remember as we have these conversations in a public sphere, that there are things that you only talk to your spouse about because those are things that are uh, things that are indicative of the of the intimate nature and how well you know each other. And if you said something that you and your spouse talked about to some dude on the street, it would be weird because you just don't have the same relationship with some guy in the street that you have with your spouse. There is something that believers have with God. We have a relationship with him and we know each other. It's not appropriate to talk about God in the same way with people who don't know him. It's not fair. It's not fair to God. It's not fair to them. I mean, it's just weirdly inappropriate. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like we need to be more careful in how we talk about God with people who have yet to know him. Do you mean Kathy sharing our frustration? And, no, and no, no. I think sharing oh. our frustration is fine. But I think that our deep, sometimes when I have experienced suffering in my life, and I've looked back on it, I have a great sense of peace about it. I don't feel like that sense of peace that has been very real to me is necessarily translatable. And it can sound insulting to people who don't have that same type of assurance. And it's not that it invalidates my experience. It's not that I feel like there's something inauthentic about it. I just feel like it's I mean, there's something different when you're talking about an intimate relationship and with someone that you don't know. Outside the family. So, 
yeah, Kathy, I, I, I agree. I resonate with that in many ways. I'm thinking back to a speaker I heard. I can't even remember his name. I wish I could. He said something so provocative one time that I just totally discounted it. He said, if you've never been tempted as a believer to tell God off, mm-hmm. and he's, he used, I think he used much more salty language than that, then, you don't, then, you're, not a, then you're not a child of God. You're not yep. secure in this relationship. And I, I totally I, agree with that. And I think the world needs to get us on our bad day because they always seem to get us on our good days where we've resolved everything and, and we're okay with the evil that we're seeing today. I'm That's just saying, sure let's, let's let them see the process yeah. that th- this belief I have is not easy for me to have. It gets tested a lot. And it just got tested yesterday again. And, but I'm holding to it at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm holding to it. But I got to tell you, there's some days it's really, really hard for me to hold on to it. And- hey, Tim, thanks an awful lot. Really. We're out of time. We appreciate you always. Seriously. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's what I got. That's all I got. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us, at ExtremeTruck.net. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. The summer wind came blowing in. From across the sea It lingered there 
to touch your head. Oh, we were talking about Frank. And walk with me. We talked about Frank Sinatra on Friday, and uh, we, we decided to do a little informal canvassing and see how you guys felt about uh, Frank Sinatra. And um, as I suspected, most people are reasonable and love him. Right. But as I suspected, those who don't are deeply emotional about it. I mean, I right? guess. I, I mean, mean, it wasn't a scientific poll, but overwhelmingly in Sinatra's favor. Yeah, overwhelmingly yeah. saying yes to the chairman of the board. Now, I said, I said, you know, perhaps a little, you know, wonky, that you would get 10 people in a room, four of them would have a, a negative right, reaction. Right, which you were completely wrong about. I, I would say yes. Oh, oh, good for you yeah. for, for admitting that. I mean, I'm a fan. Um, Believe me, I'm not trying to be, you know, talked into loving them. I will say that um, people had outstanding songs that they chose. Because I also I said, if you are a Frank fan, what's your favorite song? Yeah. Fabulous. My Kind of Town, Chicago, is a great right. song. You know, um, when we were kids, we used to sing the uh, the chorus part of High Hopes. Oh, which, it's a good song. That's a great, I like that. It makes me happy. Let's sing it along. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Authorities are searching for answers to why a 19-year-old opened fire on a popular garlic food festival less than a mile from his parents' home in California, killing two children and another man. Gilroy Police Chief Scott Smithy says it appears the gunman didn't act alone. We did have reports of a potential second suspect. We don't have any confirmation that any second suspect did any shooting, um, but we certainly are investigating all leads to try to determine... Uh, who that potential second suspect is and what exactly that person's role was. Smithy says the gunman was identified as Santino William Legan. Smithy says the 19-year-old Legan appeared to randomly target people when he fired with a rifle Sunday afternoon, the end of the three-day Gilroy Garlic Festival, which attracts more than 100,000 people. On Wall Street, the dot by 29 points. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own MyPillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for 69.98. That's only 34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. I've got great news. Mortgage interest rates have dropped. So if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is the time to lock that low rate, even before you find the home of your dreams. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. 
Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at ramachristianschool.org. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. That's why four out of five employers who Post on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. Try ZipRecruiter now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Sunshine will mix us of clouds this afternoon. It will be very warm and humid, a high of 87. Tonight, a partly cloudy sky will drop down to 68 for an overnight low. Clouds and some breaks of sunshine tomorrow. A humid day, but not as warm as today. Uh, there will be a couple of showers around, even a heavier thunderstorm. 79, the high tomorrow, and back into the upper 70s on Wednesday with more clouds and sun. Still the risk for a shower storm. With your AccuWeather the forecast, I'm meteorologist Brian Thompson. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Ooh, it's a hot one. Thanks for coming along today. We're happy to be with you from the air-conditioned studios here high atop Green Tree Hill. Kath, um, I'm sure you'll join me in uh, having a broken heart hearing the sad news over the weekend about Reverend Sheldon uh, Stoudemire. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to talk about it it's just an absolute it makes me I, i'm so angry about it i'm so uh saddened over it i just when you think of people who have poured decades of their life and energy into caring for people who have been left behind and advocating for young people and speaking against gun violence in the city and in places where that really mattered and to think that his life was cut short by gun violence is absolutely heartbreaking. It sure is. Uh, Sarge Stoudemire was a, a really big force uh, all throughout the East End and on the North Side. He grew up in Braddock and uh, developed a lot of affinity with uh, young boxers. He himself was in the ring and mentored any number of young men and women throughout the decades that he was uh, in between Braddock and the North Side. Uh, he was doing his night shift, his overnight shift at the North Side Common Men Ministries. It's a, a men's homeless shelter on the North Side, and like like all uh, overnight uh, missions, at some point they close the doors, and if you're in there, you're going to stay in there. If you didn't make it in past the curfew, 
then no matter what's going on, you will not allow to be entering into the minister the min- for the for the evening. You won't get a bed. You won't get a shower. You won't get a meal. Just how it is. And, and most people who are homeless, I mean, of course, they know these rules. But um, in the middle of the night on Saturday at about uh, 3.50 in the morning, there was a knock on the door. And a guy wanted in, and, uh, of course, Sarge said, no, sorry, come back in the morning. The guy turned to walk away, uh, walk away, and when he did, he shot into the door, and the bullet went through the door and struck uh, Mr. Stoudemire clearly in the chest, and he died almost instantly. Just a heartbreak. It really is. The article that was written in the PG by Ashley Murray is really, uh, it's a lovely piece. She did a great job with it. Um, There are a couple parts of it that I really loved. Um, Lee Davis, age 49 of East Pittsburgh, said he remembers as a teenager seeing Reverend Stoudemire jogging around Braddock. Quote, we were always curious, who was this black man jogging through the neighborhood? Why was he staying in shape? You didn't see a lot of black men jogging through certain neighborhoods. Mr. Davis, a group violence intervention expert and CEO of Lee Davis and Associates Consulting, said, We started hearing whispers that he was a boxer. That was inspiring. After a while, he started talking to us. And, of course, you mentioned that he had uh, he had, had success uh, in boxing as a young man. Um, in fact, it, it says in here later, according to a 2005 PG report, Mr. Stoudemire had a 126 and six amateur record. Holy heck. <laughs> Not to be trifled with. Anyway, in 06, he became the first street patrol director for the Pittsburgh chapter of Mad Dads, who've been with us on our show, which is men against destruction, defending against drugs and social disorder, looking out for a, for neighborhood violence in Wilkinsburg, East Pittsburgh, and other bordering towns. He helped to even run the program at Clareton for a time. Quote, you have a man who was an army ranger, had experience in several pro fights, and dedicated his calling to the ministry, but continued training fighters. He was a perfect fit for Mad Dads because he had the balance to bring courage with also the right temperament, said George Spencer of Wilkinsburg, who heads the local chapter. It's a heartbreak. It's horrible. I just, I don't even know how to get my head around it. No, well, it's like... Our guest, you know, who was just with us during the 440 segment, you just, you reach a point where you go, God, I know, I got nothing. God, you, I'm crying out. I got nothing. So our hearts are broken today for the passing of Reverend Sheldon Sarge Stoudemire, who was murdered on Saturday night on the north side. We'll take a break. Stick with us. It's the five o'clock hour of the ride home. We're going to talk about Ezekiel in a few minutes. With um, Jason Chiron. Stay with us. It's the ride home on a brutal Monday afternoon. Are you getting close to retirement? Have you experienced a nice bump in your portfolio? Well, we know that the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. So don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how to lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you to design a retirement plan that's bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure you have a retirement that's tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle them too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial, they've never had a retirement plan fail. So give them a call today, 724-884-1496 or find them online at marleyfg.com. 
91.5 WORD. You could win an amazing cruise, an adventure to re-spark your marital relationship on Family Life's Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword STRONGER. And when you enter, you'll also receive a free copy of Family Life's ebook STRONGER Forever, a personalized six-week plan to grow your marriage. Make your marriage stronger. Register now to win at wordfm.com slash stronger. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel. This is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join other Word FM listeners on the Stand with Israel tour by going to wordfm.com slash Israel. That's wordfm.com slash Israel. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Ezekiel. Ezekiel? What do you think of when you say Ezekiel? Wow. He saw the wheel. Yeah. Way up in the middle of the air. <laughs> he did. <laughs> you want me to sing the song? Jason Sharon's with us. Jason's a regular guest on our show. He joins us from Holy Trinity Ukraine Catholic Church in Carnegie. Jason, welcome back. How are you? Well, it's glad- good. Thank you very much. Glad to be back. Good to see you. Glory to God. Yeah. So you're thinking about Ezekiel? Well, you know, I mean, not that that's a crazy thing. It's just why is he? Well, because I had an interesting thing that happened to me. Uh, I was um, preparing a sermon a couple weeks ago, and uh, in our liturgical calendar, we don't have readings uh, of Ezekiel on Sundays. We have gospel readings. We have oh. the readings from the from the letters of Paul on a feast day. We'll have readings from Genesis or you know Job or something. But um, someone who comes to church every Sunday, they wouldn't hear a reading from Ezekiel. And um, I just happened to be preparing my homily, and the thought came to me, oh, you know, I, I should really include something in there from Ezekiel. Just uh, I'll find some way to bring it into the, the gospel reading for the Sunday. And it really turned out to be a um, an, an amazing homily, I have to say that. And mm-hmm. it got even more amazing because uh, just before the homily— uh, I have people come, a man come up, and he reads um, a little bit about the life. Actually, after the homily, sorry, uh, he comes up and he reads a little bit about the life of a of a saint, and the saint for that day just happened to be Ezekiel. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Super yeah. cool. It, it was really awesome. Um, okay, so Ezekiel's life is awesome. It is, and I mean, but the life of every Christian who awesome. puts his hands, his yes. life in the hands of God, is is, is just as awesome. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 
And and you know what? We know about Ezekiel's life now and how awesome it was. Uh, it had its trials. Don't mind. Uh, it didn't seem awesome that. to him but multiple seem awesome times. Him. But in hindsight, you know, once uh, uh, you know, in came the fulfillment of his prophecies with the coming of Christ and everything. Uh, in hindsight, we look back on it and we see, wow, what an amazing man. But, you know, we don't know what God has in store for us. So if we go a thousand years mm-hmm. in the future, uh, there are myriad Ezekiels in this world today, mm-hmm. you know, and we just have to have our eyes open to, to see them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's funny. We were talking about um, uh, all things work together for the good of God and uh, heartbreak and despair when people go through these and they, they go, well, I can't see that. I can't see the goodness of God and, you know, my child being murdered or all, all these different things. But you're saying when you see Ezekiel, Ezekiel and the divine design in hindsight, yep. there is there is beauty and power and hope there. Yeah. I mean, he lived during a time when Israel was being uh, attacked and plundered and uh, you had the problem with, with the Syrians, and you had problems uh, subsequently with the Babylonians and the exiles that came uh, and, and whatnot. And at the time, it seems like horrible. How can you find anything good in that? No. God's city is desolate. The temple is desolate. The mm-hmm. people are taken away. Those that are left are ravaged. How can that be amazing? Well, in hindsight, we see, yeah, God was working something powerful. Um, and in our life, the same thing I find more and more, the longer I'm a priest and as a dad and just a, a husband and a, a normal person, is that uh, God is amazing and he does work in the details of our life. So, you know, w- one of the things like my, my sermon on that Sunday was that, you know, there's this passage, I just kind of never really gave a lot of attention to it. You know, Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1, where he speaks about uh, being brought into this vision of the temple. Mm. And um, he sees that there's water flowing over the temple and it's going out the right side uh, un- under the threshold. And I thought, oh, okay. He's just describing a vision. Um, and then. You know, forget that. Okay, and let's move forward into the life of Christ. And we're reading things in the gospel, and we think, oh, okay, I mean, these things happen to Christ, and the gospels just record them, and they're recording them for posterity's sake. No, 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 no. God's in the details. All these details are there for a reason. And uh, um, I mean, it's just so amazing because when you look at like uh, uh, John chapter 19, verse 36, you see, you know, and and a soldier uh, pierced his side. And there came forth blood and water. Um, and he who saw it is, is giving testimony, and his testimony is true. Um, and it's speaking about, you know, that, that, that water and the blood that came out of the side of Christ. Well, what's interesting, if you connect that with Ezekiel, is that that's not just some absurd little detail. Like, Jesus is already dead, yeah. and they're just telling us that the Romans wanted to make sure he was deader than dead. No, 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 no. This is part of God's plan, even that small little piercing of Christ's side, because in Ezekiel, you see that uh, it's describing the temple. And didn't Jesus say in John mm-hmm. chapter 2 that yes, my, my, my body. body is the temple, you know? And so... If it, you tear it down. Yeah, and what it gets more awesome, you know, is that um, in in what they would do during, um, during the sacrifice is that, you know, you would have the blood of the lambs and you would, you know, pour it over yes. the, the altar, not in the Holy of Holies, because that you know, the priest only went in there once a year, but in the uh, the four, or in front of the Holy of Holies, there was the altar of oblation, and it would be poured on there. And then during Pascha, you know, it would be so, like 250,000 lambs being sacrificed, they would have to wash it afterwards. And so you imagine having all that, they would pour the Blood water, and, water. and they pour the water. And in the vision, there was so much water coming out of this temple that it gushes 
out the right side of the temple, and as Ezekiel says, and it goes out, you know, into the plains and down mm. into the sea and all that. Well, this is this isn't just a vision about water and blood. This is a vision about mm. the real temple of God, Christ, and His water and His blood comes out so that you and I can be born anew and washed clean, and it's going out into the sea, all of humanity. Oh yeah, mm. oh, it's just amazing, you know. So people think, oh, I know the Bible, baloney! You don't know the right. Bible, you know. You, you have to, after a lifetime of reading it, we still don't know it. I'm into that. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? The unfathomable depth, the richness of the Word of God. Mm. You know that story, um, the, that way of recognizing that the epic nature of even tiny little bits of the Old Testament, reading along with the New Testament, and recognizing that we're part of that lineage. Like the God's story is still in process. It is, yeah, and yeah. we're in it. Yeah, and the temptation is that we think we're just observers. Like these things happened at the time of Ezekiel. These things happened at the time of Christ. Right, and then God just wants us to study it. And look at it now. Well, baloney, because we don't know what's going to happen when he comes in glory, because there's this chapter, the chapter of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being lived out. Maybe he'll want it to be recorded one day. And then there will be all these other things that happened right under our nose. Yes. You know. And people say, well, you know, my time here really doesn't matter, right? It's not, not part of history. Yeah. Well, truly it is. Yes, there's it is. great impact here. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the hobbits thought. Uh-huh. I, mean, I hate to go to Lord of the Rings, but I think I have to. I mean, the hobbits thought that they didn't, they weren't, they hadn't, yeah, they, no just wanted to, they wanted to live their quiet little life in the Shire. Yeah. And they just wanted to, you know, do their thing and eat their, all their breakfasts and, you know, drink beer and blow smoke rings. But there was something bigger that was going to happen to them mm. and that they were needed and that they were going to be part of an epic battle for, you know, the, the goodness of the universe. And that's, I mean, I know that that's a, that's a story. But to me, that's illustrative of what we're talking about when we see the yes. story of yeah. God. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Fabulous. So, uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, yeah. Ezekiel chapter 47. Wow. Okay. So tell me about how you guys in the Ukrainian Catholic Church um, decide on what you're reading. Like you mentioned that you would have a lot of New Testament readings. Yes. Um, but not as many from the Old Testament? Right. Okay. Right. So uh, in our uh, theology, um, uh, Sunday is the day of resurrection, um, and that's why we still follow the canons from 325 in Nicaea, canon number 20, that you shall not kneel on Sunday, you know. Um, I, I spoke it like it's one of the Ten Commandments, thou shall not kneel on Sunday, but, you know, that was the, the ruling of the early church when they decided that, you know, uh, uh, Arius was wrong. One of the other things they decided is that Christians should not kneel on Sunday. Because, I've, n- I'm, I've never heard that before. Yeah, I'm yeah, unfamiliar. Yeah, most Western Christians aren't aware of it, but that was, that was you know, universally declared, and uh, because pe- kneeling was a sign of penance, and on Sunday, Sunday we were celebrating. It's the day of victory. Oh, that's you know? cool. That's the day of victory. Huh. So you can kneel. In fact, you should kneel. You know, Every six other day, day. Six days of the week. But not on that day. <laughs> not on that day. So uh, how, how am I getting on that again? Wow, that's um, really – well, I was just talking about why you do – why you have New Testament oh, readings. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So connected to that because that's the day of victory. So we're, we're reading not the, fulfi- the the preparation for – Christ, we're reading the victory documents. We're reading mm. the, from the gospel. We're okay. reading from the uh, exposition on the go- uh, the exposition on the life of Christ, either in Acts or in uh, the um, uh, the letters of Paul. Um, but the evening before, uh, in the Vesper service, uh, then we will take. Old Testament readings, you see, because Vespers service before Sunday, that's anticipatory. You're getting ready for the day of mm. resurrection, mm. so it's it's apt to mm. read from the Old Testament because that's an anticipation of the new. Wow. 
Who knew? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jason, you know, I, I love, love when you come and join us because your perspective is so unique. So, I mean, you come and join us and you're committed to wearing the collar. Oh, yeah. You're a priest. I mean, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of priests, you know, even to this day, we've got a friend who years did not wear the collar. He made a recommitment to that. Good but for him. But you're a priest wearing a collar, but you're also walking down the street with your children. What do people say to that? Um, they don't I, – their eyes say it. Their mouths don't. <laughs> uh, um, you know, if I – actually, if I'm doing things with my family, like yeah. I'm going to the park, I, I won't wear my colander, collar um, simply because um, I'm, I'm often taken away from them a lot during the day. People want to talk. Yeah. And so if, if I'm wearing my collar, then I'm saying to people, you know what, so uh, come and talk to me. But I want – this is the time for my kids. And, I see. And, and so, I mean, that's that's one of the advantages of a celibate priesthood. People find out that I'm a married priest. They say, oh, I think our priest should be married too. Well, I say, you know what? Your priests have uh, an openness like Christ did, is that you can approach them. Um, that there's an availability there that I don't have. And there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. There's a total availability on that end, and it's very powerful. Um, so, so, but I try to wear my collar as often as I can. And uh, so, what it, about that? So, wait. So, uh, the availability of strangers walking up to you and saying, "Hey, I need to," or "I would like to know." Yeah. Please tell me or help me. You must hear a lot. Yeah, if you're wearing your collar, it's uh, uh, or people just want to say, "Hey, I need a, I need you to pray for my aunt Mabel. I need you to, to uh, you know say a prayer for my my mom or things like that." Uh, other times, it's it's for more serious stuff. Um, but if you don't have your collar on, how are they going to know that you're you're a man set aside for God? They won't know that, you know. And uh, every time we we leave the collar off, uh, we're leaving people God's people off as well. Uh, it, it really helps them, I find. So people listening now, and by the way, we're talking to Jason Schroen. Um, so being a Ukrainian Catholic priest is different than being a Roman Catholic priest, which is why you are married with children. Yeah, well, it, it's the same, but it's different. Um, I mean, it's the, a priest is one who is consecrated uh, for God and set aside uh, for God to offer sacrifices for the people on behalf of God, uh, for God's glory. It's from Hebrews. And um, so whether one is a married priest or a celibate priest, whether one is a, a priest in a monastery or a priest in the world in a parish, uh, one's still a priest. Uh, but we have different ways of living it out, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the way that I live it out is in uh, the context of a married life. Um, and uh, it's kind of like a, a, a flower is, is nurtured by the soil in which it's planted. And my celibate priest friends, they have a double vocation. They have a vocation as a priest, and they have a vocation as a celibate man. And their celibacy nourishes that. Uh, and for me, my celibacy or my um, uh, married life uh, nourishes me, and uh, it gives me lots of um, material for my homilies. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Okay, but but there is a difference in polity between the two churches that allows for married priests is what i'm saying yes it's a discipline it's not a matter of faith you know and and people often are a little confused about that uh so the faith is the same you know it's still the 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 catholic church and uh uh the the sacraments are the same but we express it all very differently our Mm, prayers different tradition our prayers are expressed differently um our sacraments uh are, are expressed differently at times and um, including the sacrament of, of holy orders is that we use different symbols. You know, the Latins use oil. 
uh, for when they consecrate a man as ordain a man as a priest, and we don't use oil; we use laying on of hands, uh, which the Latins do as well. But um, just they use two symbols; we use one. Um, uh, so there are different different ways of expressing uh, the, the the truth of of the ancient faith. Mm-hmm. Jason Sharon, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church. Jason, you came on to talk about Ezekiel. Before you leave us, just leave us with a. a a good message because earlier, you know, we we're talking about the death of a, a man here on the north side. We we're talking about the shootings in California over the weekend. A guest of ours was in California and expressing complete and total dismay and, and despair. Yes, and he wanted to rail against God. And of course, there is there is room for that. But in Ezekiel, I mean, the message is forward thinking in many ways, even though you're looking back. Yes, uh, the death of a seed in the soil uh, can be fruitful. It can produce a next crop. If it's watered, if it's watered, if it's not watered, it's just a death of a seed. And it's the same with desolation in our life. And Ezekiel shows that. Um, If it's watered with faith, then these desolation moments become moments of victory when they're entrusted into God's hands, Uh, whether it's the death of a child, the death of a loved one, the death of a nation, death of a temple, uh, destruction of a temple. Uh, With faith, it becomes a moment of transformation. Without faith, it's complete loss. So we're all going to have desolation moments. We just have to decide, are we going to sprinkle them with the water of faith or are we not? Amen to that. Jason, thanks an awful lot. Always appreciate your time with us. Thank you. Glory to God. Jason Sharon, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Hey, before you know it, We'll be back in a session as far as school goes. But, you know, we're halfway through the summer, and it's probably a good time to reflect on what the school year was like. And so we can see how the summer's going and then look ahead to the fall. Well, I have a daughter who's between her sophomore and junior year at Grove City College, and so she's now halfway through her summer job. It's given us a good chance to evaluate how her last semester at Grove City impacted what she's doing this summer. And, you know, I'm really, really happy about it. And it's not just that she's utilizing stuff that she learned in the classroom as much as it is that I can see that she's learned how to integrate her faith with book knowledge, and it's all coming together so that when she's in the workplace, she's actually... I don't know. She's thinking differently. She's functioning better. I really think the training she's getting at Grove City is making a big difference at work. I agree, Kath. My son will be coming a senior at Grove City College this year. And you see, you see the growth in your child's life from a senior in high school to a senior in college. 
He's an intern at a local robotics company here in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm excited for him, and I know that many of those powers, much of the strength that he's derived, has come from those last three years at Grove City College. So you as a parent, thinking about your child and what the future holds, both Kath and I would recommend you take a good look at Grove City College for the future growth of your child, not only in intellectual growth, but as a Christian as well. GCC.edu, Grove City College. When you're in college, sleep is important. But thanks to your studies and your social life, you might not be getting as much rest as you need. That old mattress in your dorm or off-campus housing, though, it's just not cutting it. Upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. We offer a variety of mattresses to suit every comfort preference and fit every budget. And we deliver right to you. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Guess what time it is. I've been waiting all day for this. It is time now for today's $1,000 daily cash giveaway, Word FM, Word of the Day. Are you having fun with words? It's going to give away $1,000 in cash to somebody. Remember these words. The Word FM Word of the Day is Kennywood. Enter the word Kennywood online at wordfm.com forward slash cash and you'll have a chance to win $1,000. Again, the Word FM Word of the Day is Kennywood. Sunshine will mix us of clouds this afternoon. It will be very warm and humid, a high of 87. Tonight, a partly cloudy sky will drop down to 68 for an overnight low. Clouds and some breaks of sunshine tomorrow. A humid day, but not as warm as today. Uh, there will be a couple of showers around, even a heavier thunderstorm. 79 the high tomorrow and back into the upper 70s on Wednesday with more clouds and sun. Still the risk for a shower storm. With your AccuWeather forecast, don't be derailed, Brian Thompson. Ralph Cruz with us today. Ralph is the Program Development Coordinator at Carnegie Science Center. He's one of these guys who you want to be with at a party. We just start talk. We just start talking about stuff. Yeah. And I he, don't know how we get on the subjects we get on. But because he, he knows all this stuff, and it's cool stuff, and it's weird, it's interesting, it's kind of quirky, but it's also very deep as well. So, you, Ralph, you, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me back. Always are you a pleasure. Gonna, are you going to invite him to your next party? <laughs> I've stopped all I mean, that. I'm just wondering. I mean, you stopped inviting me to your parties. It's <laughs> yeah. sad. All right, Ralph, before we get into um, to radio, which we're going to talk about yes. today, I just want to ask you how all the moon stuff went because it, you had a blowout celebration yeah. at the Science Center. Oh, it was spectacular. Uh, we had an amazing and – we, and we continue to do space do uh, weekends. In fact, earlier, just earlier today, I was out in front of the Science Center with a solar telescope observing the sun. Uh, nice. Which is something pretty special, but yeah, from Apollo 11, which we're still showing, uh, but we had we special, have to do that. We had some special speakers come in. I got to uh, help uh, run a show where the main speaker was this guy Alex Valentine. He helped to map the moon for Apollo, so he's in his 80s now, but Whoa. he. He mapped landing sites for some of the Apollo missions. So like, that he is helped so cool. figure out where to land the spaceship on that the moon. That is super cool. So, that seems yeah, like a big it was, responsibility. It's kind of a big deal. He <laughs> was, was he a local guy? He is a local guy, yeah. And uh, he actually he just lives in Oakland now. Um, That's and, very local. Yeah. 
just down the just down wow. the street, and uh, yeah, it, it was pretty pretty remarkable. Uh, it was a blast. I took a long nap afterwards, though. It was a lot. <laughs> We've had a lot going on at the science I bet center, you but have. it's been Excellent. a lot of fun. I bet you have. Okay, so yeah, we do have to go see this film, this Apollo Eleven film at the uh, at the Rangos Giant Cinema. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, it's no you... longer called the Omnimax. It's been no, renamed. so it's a slightly different format. Now we're in a digital. Uh, format and it is a flat screen. It's seventy feet wide. It's the largest screen you in the go. city. It's four K. It's got Dolby yeah, Atmos sound, it. which is stunning. Like you, it, you, the the immersive sound alone. Like I would go in that theater and close my eyes and have an amazing experience, which I wouldn't recommend because the screen is incredible. <laughs> right, right, right. But the, just the sound system alone, I think, makes it worth it. So yeah, wow. very cool, very very cool. So I don't, I don't know how we got on this jag, but I've been thinking about um, the story of radio. Yes. And Pittsburgh has, like, a lot oftentimes, because we were this hub of of commerce and... Um, Technology. Yes, all these different things sort of coalesced here in the city of Pittsburgh. So, at Ralph, I thought, you know, this is a good time for us to talk about radio. Yes. Because... Tours will come through here, you know, Cub Scouts or 4-H clubs and things like that. Our engineer will sort of go through um, how radio works. But I wanted to get your take on sort of like the science behind radio. Because here we are. We're sitting in front of microphones right now. Yes. We say this often, you know, we're, we're 50,000 watts. We cover portions of three states. But how does our voice right now speaking from you know our vocal box as we vibrate and the words come out and they go into the microphone and then they go where and how right they so they, mm-hmm. they go into the air right <laughs> like when we say we're on the air we're literally you know transmitting through the air and we're doing so with what we call now we call radio waves but this is um more you know technically known as electromagnetic waves uh we also light is also electromagnetic waves so we we see them all the time uh but in the 1800s uh, they were predicted by this guy maxwell uh, if you haven't heard of James Clerk mm-hmm. Maxwell, he's a Scottish physicist. He did a lot of work in the 1860s. He actually laid the foundations for what Einstein did later on. Really, uh, really interesting guy, brilliant, and uh, he predicted that uh, that electric fields and magnetic fields were sort of related to one another, which we know is the case, and that you could sort of ripple electric, electric magnetic, or electromagnetic uh, fields, and these waves would propagate through. And he also predicted the speed that they'd go, uh, which is the speed of light. And his predictions actually uh, predicted the speed of light quite well, which I think was sort of uh, an amazing little leap. Well, not a little leap. It was pretty pretty huge. Um, and then later on, this guy Hertz, uh, Heinrich, I believe. Uh, my German is not so good. But Heinrich Hertz, uh, and you probably heard like the, the, the Hertz, numbers right? on our station. Yes. 101.5 is a measure of megahertz, which is the frequency of radio waves that we're using today. But essentially, any time, um, like, say, a charged particle like an electron vibrates around it, wiggles the uh, electromagnetic field around it and can emit energy. Um, and in the in, in the case of radio waves, they are much too uh, long wavelength, low frequency for us to see with our eyes, but they're essentially the same thing, uh, and you can encode information. Now, with FM radio like we're using now, we, we actually do slight variations in the frequency, just like if you were to vary the color of a beam of light or the pitch of a sound mm. um, by modulating that frequency, we're able to encode information. And, and in this case, we're able to do voices. Now, early radio actually was just used for Morse code. For Essentially, they called it radio telegraphy. And the, the word radio just meant that it radiated out. I um, see. 
And it was from original words like radio telegraphy that we get just radio. Oh, is that right? So once okay. we stopped using it for telegraphs and we used it for, for sound and other things, we just dropped all the sort of the suffixes and now we just call it radio. Huh. So Marconi, right? Yeah. He's credited with the, the, the telegraph. So he's the one who started doing it on a large scale commercially. Um, he's a, a famous Italian scientist. And this was... Uh, this would have been around 1901 when he started doing his biggest work. Uh, he was the first person to ever transmit a signal through the air uh, across the Atlantic, which, I mean... That's gigantic. That's pretty amazing. That doesn't yeah. even make any sense to me. No. It, 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 it is amazing. It, it required bouncing radio waves off of the ionosphere of the Earth, <laughs> uh, which I don't think was... Which a, is a strategy I hadn't considered, actually. No. No. You're like, what am I going to do today? Well, I could bounce something off the ionosphere. Right. Um, or read a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was also a, a fairly well-known businessman as well. So, you know, Tesla did work similar to that earlier, uh, but never got the attention. Marconi ended up winning And uh, I bet that Nobel bothered Prize. Tesla, knowing Well, probably. That was sort right? of like a theme for him. <laughs> it sure was. Kind you of know? hard luck inventor. He was like uh, the, the brilliant brain, but not the great businessman. Right. You know? The Roddy Dangerfield of science. <laughs> That's Although I, I respect him now. <laughs> we all do, yes. We all should, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Okay, so tell the difference between AM waves and FM waves. Right. So they use – so the wave itself is essentially the same thing. It's an electromagnetic wave. Now, there, there are different frequencies, which is like a color essentially, right? That's the, the number of waves per second. Okay. Um, with FM, what we're modulating in order to encode a signal is the frequency. So we're actually doing a wiggling of the waves sort of back and forth. With AM, it is – amplitude modulation so that is essentially making the wave taller or shorter and you can encode information that way hmm. and uh, and what it, waves travel further uh fm waves do travel further but the distance it travels is dependent on lots of things uh the uh, geography yeah, of I was the gonna land say, yeah. the the frequency uh different frequencies will go better or worse the, even the time of day actually makes a difference. Mm. Which sure. is why when I was a kid, I used to listen to radio stations at 10 Didn't o'clock at night. That, of course. I love that. that you I pick could, up stations from right, Chicago exactly. or yeah. you know, halfway yeah. around the world. Right. And that's because wave. the uh, ionosphere, this high up layer of the atmosphere, which is actually the same part of the atmosphere where we see the aurora borealis. Mm. Right, That's where the northern lights live, way up above okay. our heads. Uh, the ionosphere... Um, can reflect radio waves, and the activity in the ionosphere is affected by the sun dramatically. So at night, it happens to be that it is it acts better as sort of a mirror for our Earth-based radio. Oh, okay, waves. and that's why I can hear and that's stations why in Chicago can, yeah, at night, but not at noon, but not in the daytime. Okay, yeah. I see. Okay, so people always talk about you know Bill Gates as the genius in the garage. Mm -hmm. and the fact of the matter is. There's a lot of guys over time, right? <laughs> From 19 or 18 or 17, whether they were in a garage or a workshop or whatever, there were guys who were always tinkerers, mm -hmm. people who were not university men, but just sort of self-taught guys who had an idea, mm -hmm. who thought, I can connect A to B and somehow I'll make this work. That's really the story of radio, isn't it? Yeah. So, and, and you probably know the story. I mean, being radio people, you probably are familiar with it maybe even better than I am. But there was a, a famous Pittsburgher. Uh, his name was Conrad. James right. Conrad? Frank Conrad. Frank Conrad. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he, um, he laid, the, laid the foundations for what would become KDKA. But eventually, you know, he started out tinkering around. I believe it was actually to win a bet 
with his friend that he wanted to prove that his watch was better, so he wanted to pick up a naval time signal. Yeah. And he, so he built a radio. He did. And, he built vacuum tubes yeah. right in his garage. Well, well you yeah. really have to want to prove something yeah. to do that. Apparently, uh, from what I hear, and I don't know if this is true, but he also uh, so he made some maybe illegal adjustments to his watch. He took a cheap watch and put a fancy watch, like the guts inside, like he switched oh, it out. Really? <laughs> he was way into winning this bet. It must have been quite a bet. Apparently. Um, but he ultimately – and he just got way into radio and, and uh, he actually worked for the government for a little while during the First World War. And then shortly after that, he was working with Westinghouse and got way into radio transmission and, and ultimately laid down what became KDKA Radio, which was the first commercially licensed radio station in the world, um, which I think is is pretty remarkable. And, and you know, Pittsburgh – uh, you know, it, you know, it's not as big a city as like New York or Chicago, but right. it is, you know, the center of so many really amazing stories that impact the whole world, and, and radio is is certainly one of those. Right. It sure is. One bit of trivia before we go: uh, Frank Conrad, also from Swissvale, like John Hall. Yeah, they share the same birthday. Oh yeah. Just sort of I've never seen spirits. them both in the same room. At no, the same time. I don't. Th- no, they haven't met yet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sooner or later, let's hope. Take a quick break. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. We're talking about radio. Stay with us. One hundred one point five W O R D. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley. Our true identity is that you and I are in Christ Jesus. You and I have been saved by the unmerited, undeserved favor of God the Father through His Son as He died at Calvary. That's the way we're saved. Hear the series, Discovering Our True Identity, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers. Your jewelers for life. This is the entertainment answer. Writer Garth Stein says much of his book, The Art of Racing in the Rain, which is now a big motion picture, comes from real life. All the things in the book and in the movie are real aphorisms. So all these sorts of lessons that the track teaches us, we apply on the track. And my friends and I would sit around and we would say, you know, if we could, if we could apply the rules that make you better as a race car driver to our own personal lives, we'd be really good people. The Art of Racing in the Rain, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? 
Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Looking for a satisfying career helping people with disabilities? Consider LifeSteps, who's served Western Pennsylvania since 1923 and offers 100% paid health, dental, and vision premiums for full-time employees. All shifts available. Make a difference and call LifeSteps today at 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. That's LifeSteps.net to check out available positions. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. All right, just received a phone call from a listener. Uh, we're talking to Ralph Crew. Ralph's with us from the uh, Carnegie Science Center. He's the program development coordinator. And what? Now you're taking like questions from the yeah, listening I guess audience. So. What the Hi, heck Ralph Crew show on Word FM. Okay, hello, uh, Ralph. <laughs> so, so, a listener that shall remain unnamed uh, sent me a, a, a CBS news story. Scientists revealed that an asteroid dubbed by some as a quote city killer. Mm-hmm came closer to the Earth than the moon this week. And the Washington Post reported scientists saying they had no idea Uh-oh. it was coming. Reason for concern, Ralph? I would not say so. This is So we see stories like this many times a year, every year. Um, I think that it helps to put it in perspective when you think of a few things. First of all, the distance between Earth and Moon is very great. So even though that feels like it's pretty close, and on the scale of the solar system, sure, it is close, it's still between Earth is eight thousand miles wide, and then there's two hundred and fifty thousand miles to get to the moon. Wow! Right, so it's most of that space is empty, and so something can whiz by there. Also, a city killer is quite a bit smaller than like when you know when I think of a catastrophic asteroid or comet impact, I think of like the dinosaur killer. Yeah, you know something that's the size of a city hitting the Earth. Mm-hmm. A city killer can be the size of a house, right? Like this is not necessarily a very Large, large object object right and 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 the reason for that um you know when something is even even the size of a house if it's going to be an asteroid it's going to be many many tons and it'll hit with such tremendous force because it hits at high speed that if it happened to hit a city it would it would destroy that city for instance if you've ever been to arizona there's a mile wide crater there called meteor crater mm, or sure, behringer yeah. crater right. uh, or diablo crater depending on who you ask and um the object that made that was about the size of a house, made mostly of iron and nickel, um, and it left a mile-wide crater. Like, if that hit the middle of our... But most of the Earth is not a city. That's the other thing. You know, it's like... Lots of space. It it didn't hit the Earth. It probably wouldn't hit anything. And now, of course, it would be a real bummer if it hit a major city, but this kind of thing isn't that unusual. And, and how Earth... fast would it... How fa- is, if, When objects so, are hitting the Earth, what kind of speed are we talking about? Quite a bit faster than I think most people realize. They, they hit the Earth at a minimum of the Earth's escape velocity, around 25,000 miles an hour. That's fast. Which is very fast. It's so fast that when an object hits, that the kinetic energy of that impact is greater than the molecular chemical binding em- energy that sort of holds the whole thing together. Um, and so it it's not so much like, you know, maybe you've seen like a kid throw a rock at the beach and make a little crater in the sand. It's nothing like that. It, uh, it, it's like an explosion, right? When the, when the meteor hits, it blows up. And it that's disrupts what, the whole. Yeah, and, and that's why something the size of a house can leave a mile-wide crater. Mm-hmm. It's also why craters are almost always, almost completely circular. Um, oh, because it goes equidistant. Yeah. Out so from when, the when, no matter what angle it hits, when it hits, you get a big boom in all directions, and so you end up with it. But, but the, again, this is 
nothing to worry about. I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time speaking with a lot of space scientists, and I don't lose any sleep worrying about asteroids. Uh, anything that would be really large, something that would be an actual threat to society, um, I think we would certainly see coming long before something like this, this supposed city killer. And plus, it's hard to track everything, right? Even if well, it's... Right. How do you track something moving so quickly in between Earth and the moon? It's awfully fast. Well, if something is already between Earth and moon, we don't have very much time. <laughs> right. there's, yeah, there's not a lot of time. Uh, anything very large, though, we'll, we'll have seen coming from farther away. And there are, there are you know, NASA tracks hundreds of thousands of, of objects in space. Um, there, there so is, how, how fast? So you said the minimum speed something would hit the Earth is 25,000 miles that's per right. hour. How fast are other things moving in space? Well, I mean, it depends on the direction they're going because the Earth itself is moving around the sun at, at fairly tremendous speed. I, uh, I don't want to misstate the number, but it's many dozens of miles per second going around the sun. And so if something happens to maybe hit the Earth going the other way, like going, you oh, know, right. those, those velocities yep. add. Um, you know, so depending, like there can be a meteor shower and you may see some of those meteors hitting the Earth at uh, 100,000 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and actually, there's a big meteor shower coming up uh, in early mid August. Around the 13th is the peak of it. Uh, we have a sky watch at the science center, which you should definitely come and check out. Wait, so you can go sit um, there and just watch the uh, falling stars? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we all not just that. We also have a big telescope. You can see Saturn, you can see Jupiter, and its uh, four largest moons. We have planetarium programs, but yeah, we're also. I mean, we're celebrating a, a meteor shower. So, do you have snacks? Um, <laughs> I'll have a couple of snacks okay. in my pocket, probably. I mean, as long as you yeah. share, with, I'm good. No, it's exciting. I could bring some snacks. Very nice, yeah. That sounds cool. Okay, we started out talking about radio. Then yeah. we switched to asteroids and <laughs> cities being exploded. And now uh-huh. we're on snacks. Uh-huh. Right. That's good. We love when Ralph comes in. We're going to take a break, but we'll continue our conversation. Ralph Crew, Program Development Coordinator at the Carnegie Science Center. Grandma and Grandpa, when you retire, will you take me to Disney World? Can we go to a movie? Grandma, can you teach me how to knit? Grandpa, will you throw the baseball around with me? They won't always be so little. Make sure you plan now so you can start making more memories. Because big or small, those moments matter. They are what you've worked your entire life for, and they just might turn out to be some of the best moments of your life and theirs. I'm Kurt Kenotic, CEO and Financial Advisor at Accurate Solutions Group. Call our team to start your personalized income plan for your own retirement blueprint. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. At Accurate Solutions Group, we help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We do the planning so you can make the memories. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. 
Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. This week at Walgreens, get great deals on the everyday essentials you need, such as select varieties of Tide laundry detergent and Dawn dish soap for only $4.99 with card. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. While supplies last, restrictions and exclusions apply. See store for details. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Hey, welcome back. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. Okay, Ralph, uh, summer, Persad, we've been talking about radio as well. Uh, there's always weird and interesting things going on at the Carnegie Science Center. Yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff uh, coming up. One of my favorite things we do, uh, now I will admit I'm biased because I help run this program, but it's something called Cafe Sci. It's a oh, science yeah. lecture series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our next one is a week from today, uh, on, on Mon- the first Monday of August, which is the 5th. And uh, we have uh, this guy, Ron Jankowski. He's a scientist for a company called Cook Myocyte. They, um, what they do is progenitor cell research. So essentially, they're um, doing clinical studies on, on taking tissue from, from a patient and then harvesting some cells from it and growing it and then being able to inject it back into the patient as a cell therapy. So it's, mm. um, it's really cutting edge cell therapy, bioengineering. Uh, they are in the clinical phase. They're, uh, uh, they're really well supported. They're doing it right. Uh, I went there and, and, and saw their facility. They're really brilliant and they're really methodical. And they are changing the game for um, you know cell therapy. Like I, I think in another couple decades, uh, we'll look at the cell therapy revolution the way that we look back at say the antibiotic revolution. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there are so many tissues that you can repair. Um, you know, like, like today, if someone has a heart attack, for instance, the the heart tissue that was damaged. That's it. It's Ruined. damaged. It doesn't. You you can't fix that. Well, with this kind of therapy, ultimately that may no longer be the case, and you may be able to fix that kind of thing. So cool. So that someone's going to be there and go into great detail about in this. In great detail, and my favorite part is he's going to answer questions. So That's Cafe awesome. Sci, we like we have like cocktails and 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 food from six to seven. Snacks, as I was yeah, saying. Snacks. Mm-hmm. There's lots of snacks. Okay, good. <laughs> and then um and then from seven uh, for a while, maybe an hour or so, uh, he'll talk. He'll deliver. He has big slides. We're in the Rangos in our giant movie. Oh theater. yeah. So you'll see slide microscopic things at a macroscopic <laughs> scale. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and then he then he answers questions for for a good while. Like so, if you want to come, if you're curious about how this kind of thing works, you get a chance to come and and not just talk to to someone like me who likes to talk about any kind of science, but someone who's 
every day really expert level involved in it and it's i mean i i love just sitting there and listening to the questions and, nice. and seeing the experts talk. so that's a week from today that's a week from today what time uh so doors open at six talk starts at seven and admission is actually free for this what? nice very nice okay yeah. so every month you do cafe Sci. that's right the first monday of every month uh so if you can't make this month you can come our next one after that is uh labor day and mm. uh, we have a hubble space telescope imaging scientist who's going to be there um, and so you never know. We go from you know human uh, human biology to outer space. We've done salamanders, and we've done language acquisition, and all sorts of stuff. It's That's really super cool. It's okay, a really so fun program. People want the calendar. They can access Carnegie Science Center. Emails involved. Um, yeah, I mean, you can just well, you just walk right in if you want to. Really? Uh, but yeah, it's on our it's on our website. Uh, we do ask in general if you're planning on coming. If you know ahead of time, it's nice if you RSVP, so we can kind of expect. How many people to come? Right. Uh, but it's really it's open to anybody. You, you know, That's kids, so adults. Terrific. It is a really really cool program. We also have other stuff. Our Da Vinci exhibit. This is the last. Which I have to get to. This is the last. Like hurrah! We have about a month left of it. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, okay. Da Vinci exhibit. Hey, it. find us on Facebook. We want to hear more about your favorite wings because it's National Wing Day. Very nice, Ralph Crew, Carnegie Science Center. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Have yourself a great night and uh, stay cool. Yes. The ride home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.